This is Advisor Adventures, the podcast of Advisory Board Chair, who specialise in all things advisory boards, assessing, establishing, managing, mentoring and chairing high-performance professional advisory boards. Your host, Corinne Butler, is the Advisory Board Chair. Join her in Series 2 as she discusses all things COVID operations. She'll focus on COVID-19 and the impact on physical, emotional and mental health, as well as working from home and how businesses can survive this period of uncertainty. Today's guest is Craig Richardson, who has Faraday and Company and is a professional advisory board chair. He talks to us about the path New Zealand has taken in dealing with COVID-19. He produces advice on what companies should be thinking about, including mergers and acquisitions, reallocation of resources, capital investment, productivity and differentiation. Craig also shares with us what businesses should be focusing on, including not wasting a good crisis, having a clear purpose, knowing your strengths and understanding the trends and potential moves of competitors. Here he is speaking with your host, Corinne Butler. Okay, so hi, it's Corinne Butler here, and here for season two of COVID Operations through Advisor Adventures. With me today, I've got Craig Richardson from Faraday Company. Welcome, Craig. Hi, Corinne, how are you? Yeah, good, good. So, Craig, tell me a little bit about yourself, and, and you, we're, we're talking to you today from New Zealand, so really interested to hear about you, and then we'll start asking a little bit about, well, how is New Zealand going at the moment? Oh, sure. Well, I guess um, Faraday and Company, we specialise in establishing and managing um, professional advisory boards. So most of our customers are small and mid-market businesses. And I guess it's interesting times for all of those businesses. Um, we operate in Australia and New Zealand, but uh, based in New Zealand, I think what's been interesting over the last few weeks is just following how you know, the two countries on each side of the Tasman have approached this problem in quite different ways, the COVID problem in quite different ways. Tell us a little bit more about that. How has New Zealand taken a different approach to Australia? So we know that it's closed its borders early and you're about um, a half or halfway through a full month of lockdown, aren't you? Yeah, I mean, in the 25th of March, um, the government decided to go to what's called a level four alert. So it's a full lockdown. All non-essential businesses have been closed now for half that. So for two weeks, the period was for a month. Um, you can really only leave your home to exercise or go to the supermarket or visit a doctor. So it's fairly constrained. Um, that schedule to be reviewed on the 20th of April and with the possibility of the full lockdown being lifted on the 22nd of April. But um, you know, Prime Minister Dern is quoted as saying her aim was to crush rather than flatten the curve. And I guess really now businesses, particularly small businesses, by in fact businesses across the board are now starting to count, well, what's the economic cost of that going mm -hmm. to be? You know, we've already seen a $12 billion stimulus package into the economy. And, you know, if you sort of put what's happened in perspective, New Zealand is pretty much at the moment closed for business. Um, you know, normally there's about 3.9 million tourists that come to the country and it, the, um, the tourism industry makes up about 6% of our gross domestic product. And, and that's closed. It's, it's finished. And um, how we'll come back will be interesting. But uh, to put that in perspective, that's the equivalent of Australia closing its mining industry in a week. So there are, there are you know, a lot of businesses that are going to go through 
um, considerable pain, not just over the next few weeks, but um, for a long time to come. So, Craig, how are the businesses getting through at the moment? Um, well, it's kind of interesting. So, you know, lockdown is new for everybody and um, came at fairly short notice, to be honest. So, you know, literally within a couple of weeks of becoming evident that there was an option, then it, then it um, had occurred. And, and it's really, I think, a, it's a watershed moment in history. You know, there was a really a, a new economic order already sort of emerging um, uh, before COVID-19, where you had these companies that had broken the cost-value trade-off and bought new business models and technology to market. And, and what COVID has really done is just accelerated the position of those new companies that have come to market by exposing that, you know, around 80% of, of companies generally only just return their cost of capital or don't return a cost of capital at all. And so those companies are really very exposed now. 80% of the companies in the market, in our view, are very exposed. And, um, you know, it's going to be difficult to see how many of those survive. But there's going to be some big winners too. So those, those companies that are in the sort of, you know, top quintile, so top 20% of companies generally accrue about 80% of the profit in any market. And, and many of those companies are going to do extremely well out of this sort of post-COVID environment that's going to exist. So that, that's, you know, that's huge. 80% don't return their cost of capital and 80% of that 20% are the ones that make all the money. So what are the big moves and how has COVID impacted on what, you know, what and how companies should be thinking? Yeah, well, I guess, you know, what's the conversations at the moment and we're in this odd position in New Zealand at the moment where people have got a lot of time to think. Um, those businesses that are locked down um, are still operating where they can online, but yeah, they've got a lot of time to think about what they would do or what they will do when they come out of it. And what's, what's unclear at the moment is you know, what are the steps to come out of a lockdown? New Zealand's sort of in an interesting position. We were probably at the benefit of time and distance on our side in terms of determining what we would do to go into lockdown. We could watch what happened in other countries. But we're also in the unenviable position of probably being the first country that's going to have to navigate their way out of that lockdown. And, you know, I think, for small businesses, there's probably a handful of things they really need to think of. First of all is, you know, survival first is, I guess, the most important thing. So how do they get through the next few months? And in, in that, you know, the things that they're, they're looking closely at or that are important is is their size, so their sales. You know, the generally the companies that are, have a, a better sales um, number or higher sales number are probably in a stronger position, not always. Certainly those companies that are, um, got strong balance sheets, so less debt. They're in a stronger position. They're having to look very carefully at the trends in their industry and the, the geographies that they're in, or geographies that they've been exporting to, and quickly get an understanding of whether the trends that have been in place in their industries and sectors for the last 12, 24, 36 months are going to continue post-COVID. And then I guess what they're really thinking about, and you know, I guess there's um, an opportune moment, you know, sort of don't, don't waste a good crisis, is there's a lot of soul searching going on around the purpose of companies. And so what are they, what's their purpose going forward? And um, you know, whereas in the past, it might have been a strong position to be in to just make money. Then at the moment, every company needs their shareholders, needs their staff, needs good customer relationships and very strong supplier relationships. And so those companies that had a really strong purpose that and allowed them to have strong conversations with their staff, customers, suppliers, 
and customers are going to get through this. Um, those that weren't are in, in real trouble. So there are some big moves, I think, that companies are going to have to, to look at. And if you sort of narrow those down to maybe four or five key things, there's, there's going to be a considerable number of merger and acquisition opportunities out there. So there are some companies that are going to find it difficult post-COVID, and that'll create an opportunity for companies that have some cash and may wish to acquire competitors or adjacent companies. Second thing is, you know, at the moment, a lot of companies are spending considerable time, even with us, just figuring out how they reallocate resources. So with limited resources or <clears throat> no tighter resources they might have, then they have to shift those from potentially unprofitable or um, underperforming businesses into the higher performing businesses. The third one, and it's kind of interesting, there's always opportunities that come out of tough environments, <clears throat> but um, some companies are considering capital investment quite aggressively at the moment. So where their competitors might not survive or where they can see that there's an opportunity to um, uh, take advantage, I guess, of the situation, then you know they're looking to invest heavily and um, establish themselves as a, as a surviving party in the, in the markets they're in. Um, productivity is clearly going to be probably their fourth focus. So they're going to have to do you know, a lot more with less, um, particularly in the short term. And then I guess sort of finally, you know, how do they differentiate themselves in the post-COVID environment? So differentiation and growing their gross margin is going to be just an absolute key driver for them. So I think it's not, it's not so much which of those, whether it's M&A, resource reallocation, capital investment, productivity or, or differentiation. It's not necessarily one of those that's going to get them through and make sure they survive post-COVID. It's the combination of those and the sequence in which that they review and execute them, which is absolutely key. So Craig, I absolutely agree with you, but it can be a bit daunting. So we, we've got you know businesses in lockdown, people in lockdown, we've got COVID-19, none of us have that crystal ball, a lot of us are, are pivoting. How, you know, how are you supporting your customers and clients to do that? Yeah, well, everybody's in a different situation, as you said. Um, but I guess if there were sort of five things that we're doing with them, the first thing is, you know, being being very clear to business owners that, you know, they shouldn't waste a good crisis. You know, there's, there's, a, there's an opportunity here for all businesses to reset what they're doing and how they're doing it. And so the key message is don't waste a good crisis. Let's make the most of the opportunity that's, um, that's presented itself. I think the second thing is being very clear, as I said, around what their purpose is. So focusing them on making sure that they're, uh, focused on meeting the needs of, of all of their stakeholders, not necessarily just the needs of a few, um, that they have to be able to meet their needs of suppliers, their customers, their staff, and their shareholders. And, and there's, there's never been a time to reestablish those relationships with their key stakeholders because everybody needs each other at the moment. Um, the other thing we're really encouraging them to do is get really clear about <clears throat> you know, what their endowments are, so what the strengths in their business are whether it's their scale, whether it's their balance sheet, whether it's their R&D that they've committed to. Um, so what are, the, what are the things in their business that, they're, um, that are strong and are going to get through? And I think finally, you know, what we're encouraging them to do is to get really clear about the trends in their industry and how, which moves they're going to make as, um, uh, as the COVID recovery begins. And so all of those are things that can be done. And of course, you don't know the answers to all of them but it's all really about spending time and thinking about planning 
and making sure that they're working with people that have you know the knowledge skills and experience um, to help them get through these pretty challenging times so I think you know having help at hand and people that can ask questions is proving pretty important and valuable so any success stories with your current clients well it's probably too early to tell but you know what is interesting and I guess it's a bit of a red flag for all businesses <clears throat> um, you know a lot of businesses are going to come through this having felt like they've survived and what they aren't going to realize is that during a period of lockdown that they've lost share to other people in the market and so there is a big risk and I see this in a couple of clients that I have where um, their competitors have, have been locked out for various structural reasons and out operating but they are still able to to operate and and they are taking market share at a very rapid rate during this period so as businesses come back to market and start operating yeah, the sense might be that hey, great we've got through it we've survived um, and, and an expectation that we're going to return to post or sorry pre-COVID type cash flow and sales numbers. I just don't think that's going to be the case. I think this is going to be pretty long and painful recovery. And so, you know, the the, the it could be a, a story of big winners and big losers here, and those big winners and big losers might not be known for six or twelve months. I absolutely agree. Um, so tell me personally, how are you going? What's happening? Um, how you know? How are you going with um, any tips for us Australians from a you know lockdown COVID perspective? <laughs> well, I'm not sure. I mean, every country's got its you know taking its own approaches for different reasons. The economy here is very different, um, uh, and you know I think it's difficult to double guess, right? I mean, I think the amount of information that's available in the market, what's true and what's not, is difficult to get your head around at the moment but for the most part I think you know the, the population here is generally pretty positive that um, hard decisions have been made and had to be made and there's going to be some uh, consequences to that but, um, but you know the general mood is that once we get through this then it'll back to work and we'll figure our way out to, um, to a point of recovery so I think that's really it I mean like I sort of said before you know Probably the key message is don't waste a good crisis. There, um, there are opportunities out there, um, and you can spend time thinking about, you know, the sort of darker side of this or the opportunities that are going to present. So, Craig, in summary, anything else that you'd like us to know? No, I knew a lot of the answers to, <laughs> to the questions that people are likely to ask. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, so, some great tips. Um, you know. After this, you know, we may need to focus on mergers and acquisitions to reallocate resources, capital investment, productivity, and differentiate. Um, don't waste a good crisis. Get really clear on our purpose. Know what our strengths are and really understand the trends and, and the moves that are happening. Um, that there potentially could be some big winners and some big losers, um, and probably you know, try and stay ahead of the game. I think that's the story. Mm. Craig Richardson from Faraday, thank you so much for your time today. Thanks, Corinne. Join the Advisory Board Chair community and the conversation at Facebook at Advisory Board Chair and on LinkedIn. Advisor Adventures is the podcast of the Advisory Board Chair advisoryboardchair.com.au. This is a Cahoots Radio production edited by me, Sky Manson, and hosted by Corinne Butler. 
Let us know your favourite news stories for the week on email at corinne, C-O-R-I-N-N-E, at advisoryboardchair.com.au. And thanks for listening to Advisor Adventures.